0: This is zoofdearqueens.com, and I really just want to get into what I want to talk about today. Um, Before I even begin, let me say I had no intentions of recording a podcast um, in this moment or this month at all, actually. I have been in the process of trying to re-strategize the podcast and the flow of it, but something happened today that I couldn't not share. Like It was just so instrumental that I just had to, I just just have to share it. Um, (laughs) before I start, I want to say that I am in no way bashing black men. I love black men. Uh, and the fact that I have to say that to appease the egos of some black men is already bothersome to me. um, But I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I am sharing in this episode. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea or to misinterpret anything that I'm saying. So I wanted to start with that. Um, Today is Cinco de Mayo. I don't know when you guys will be listening to this, but I am recording this on Cinco de Mayo. And I started my day at this really great empowerment event, really good vibes, really good people. It was awesome. Um... I had to head out to something else, and then I ended up meeting up with my lion sister. Um, (laughs) So we go out to her favorite Mexican restaurants. Anyone who knows me knows tequila and wine are my things. That is just, that's all I need, tequila and wine, Um, and the Lord, obviously, but you know we're talking about drinks, Um, and so we she wanted to go to her favorite Mexican restaurant. I can't remember the name of it. It's out in Bridgeport, Connecticut, but in uh Black Rock, which is a predominantly white neighborhood of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bridgeport, Connecticut is a very black city. Um and so we're out at this this restaurant. They have a really fun get up for a Cinco de Mayo, they have a tent outside, they have the taco truck, they have music, they have a live band, they have all this fun stuff, right? And so we're there, it's my first time at this function, at this restaurant, and we're hanging out, we're having a good time, we're drinking our margaritas, we're minding our business, we're chatting, telling jokes, whatever, doing what we do, you know, enjoying our time. And as I said, it was a predominantly white neighborhood, which means much of the crowd We're white people, um, have absolutely no problem with that. And so her and I are talking and there's this white woman looking at her, looking at us. um, And she caught it. And so because she caught it, the white woman now starts looking and staring at her. Now, I am not a stranger to white stares, as I'm sure many of other black women or black men are no strangers to bl- to white stares, and I know that the six black people <laughs> that may have been in this space may have made them uncomfortable enough to be stared at. That has never intimidated me, ever um both of both undergrad and grad I've gone to predominantly white institutions uh so feeling like an other has never shaken me and so We're standing there and she's pointing at us, apparently. And my line sister is telling me like, listen, like this girl right here is is like she's looking at us. I don't know what her problem is. Maybe I know her from somewhere. I'm going to see. And she's looking at her to see if she notices her from somewhere. And she's like, no, Zoe, I don't. I don't know her from somewhere. I don't know why she's looking at us. All right. So I'm just like, you know, whatever. Ignoring, you know, ain't got nothing to do with us, whatever. And a few moments later... Her black boyfriend walks up to us. Okay. Her her black boyfriend walks up to us and says, I don't appreciate y'all talking about my girlfriend. I'm immediately taken aback because what? (laughs) But also, what? (laughs) Like, first of all, who are you? Second of all, who is your girlfriend? Third of all, why are you as a black man approaching us to black women? If it was an issue that you felt that we were talking about her or if it was an issue that she felt some type of way because she felt we were talking about her, it would have behooved her for her to approach us. But you as a black man approaching us on some complete disrespectful stuff is out of this world. Now, I know at first you may think like, oh, well, he wasn't being really that disrespectful. Okay. So he says to us, I don't appreciate y'all talking about my girlfriend. And my line sister says, well, we weren't talking about her. I said, well, and she said, uh, well, she was staring at us. I tried to understand if I... I tried to see if I recognized her from somewhere. Maybe I knew her. I realized I didn't, and that was it. Right? And he he kind of buffs up, and he's like, I'm from Jamaica, Queens, and we don't get down like that, and that's not how... And and popping all this stuff. And says, I went to Cornell, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Popping off. And I'm just immediately like, you know what, what? Now, my line sister has mouth and now I'm trying to make sure that she because because and she is you know what she has every right to be as disrespectful back to this man as he was she wasn't being disrespectful though you know she was very toned down from her normal snapback which I appreciated and I'm just like you know what like it's not that serious like get get going like this has absolutely nothing to do with you I don't know what you're mad at whatever um, and she's constantly explaining, like, what do you, you know, we wasn't talking about her this day, you know, it's just this whole thing. Right. And so his white girlfriend comes out. And tries to get him and she's like, you know, I I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. He, I didn't tell him to come over here, this, that, and the third, whatever. And my line sister is like, you did tell him to go, come over here, this, in the, the, you know, it, I can't even explain like the intensity of the conversation, but it was a lot of back and forth. And my line sister finally says like, you go away, take him and go away, get, get out of here, go away. And the The look on her face at the fact that she was being dismissed by these two black women in her white neighborhood, it, it looked like it's, it sunk her. Like she drowned in that moment. Like she was just so shocked and hurt and felt so disrespected that we dismissed her the way we did. And so she it takes her boyfriend and she walks away and that's that and now I'm talking to my line sister and I'm like you know what girl calm down it's all right it's not even as serious like don't let him take you out of your element don't let him ruin our day we're having a really good day don't let him take you out of your character um, it's not even as serious right and so then he comes back He he walks by us and he kind of, he walks by as if he was walking away. Um, again, this is all outside. We're by a sidewalk near the street. And so he walks out and he takes a left and taking that left would have been him leaving the actual venue. And so he takes a left, but he's he's uh, mumbling something very disrespectful. And I'm like, okay, well, you're still mad. And he circles around and he comes back and he, he kind of gets in our face and he's just like spewing insults and I honestly couldn't believe I was in the situation I was like I was just like how did this escalate this quickly like how are we now being berated by this black man over his white girlfriend and her discomfort or his discomfort that he thought we were talking ill of her right and he says something to the effect of, "You know, y'all got bad attitudes, and y'all ain't did 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 did. This is why white people don't like black people." And it was literally crickets. Like I was, <laughs> I was literally like, "Hmm, what?" And then he proceeded to say, "You know, this is why y'all don't have men." And I responded you don't know what we have. And he was immediately offended. (laughs) Oh, I don't know what you have. I don't know what you have. Uh, He said that we were from the projects, which if you know either of us, you know how comical that was. Um, He said, what else? Oh, he said that he was worth millions and that didn't amuse either of us because both of us have thriving careers making good money. Um, and so it was just, it was insult after insult. And it finally got to a point where I was just like, girl, like pay him no mind. We were kind of just talking to each other about him. Like he's obviously mad. A black woman must have hurt him in his life at some point in time. Like pay him no mind. He's irrelevant. It is what it is. And that was the end of that. Cause we weren't going to continue to go back and forth with him. Again, we're in a predominantly white neighborhood with nothing but white folks around us. I am not here to argue with a black man in this white space. Now, if you want to walk up the street and we want to have this conversation in private, let's do that. But what we're not going to do is go back and forth in this white space and show these white folks that we can't get along. (laughs) That's what I'm not going to do. I'm never here to break down another black person in front of white people. White people break us down enough on our own. Never have I ever wanted to or ever planned to break down another black person, period. But I'm definitely not going to break down another black person in the presence of company, right? Never. That's just not my thing. And the fact that this black man was so okay with coming to us and disrespecting us for absolutely no reason but that we were joyful black women is absolutely beyond me. But that wasn't even the thing that offended me, y'all. Like, this black man flying off the handle, being aggressive and disrespectful, wasn't even the, the top of the iceberg for me. The thing that pissed me off the most is that less than a foot away from me was another black man that was watching this guy talk to us disrespectfully watching him berate us, watching him verbally assault us and said, and did absolutely nothing. That's what got me fuming. I felt so absolutely offended and disappointed and triggered by this black man that stood a foot literally away from us and said nothing. He he didn't offer a, AO yo, man, chill. He didn't offer a, hey, are y'all okay? He didn't offer a, a. Hey, it's not that deep. He offered absolutely nothing. He stood for one foot away, gazing at our situation. And you know what? That's not even surprising to me. Like, I have never been in a situation like that. I was so completely confused. My line sister is constantly being, I don't want to say attacked, but I feel like that's what it is. Because after that incident, she was telling me about an incident that happened the night before. And a lot of that is for no other reason, but black men, black men's insecurity Right? Because a lot of times, in her case, when she tells them they're professional, let me tell y'all, my line sister is very, very accomplished. she is a, she is established, she knows who she is, and she rocks with it. And she is very confident in communicating that to people. And so immediately, in her dating life, in whatever else, black men are taken aback and a lot of times feel inferior inferior to her accomplishments and so many other black women feel that not just her there are so many other black women killing the game and when they tell other black men about what they're doing or how hard they work or other black men see them excelling they immediately go on defense right they immediately say things like oh you don't need me to protect you or oh you got your own money I guess I don't gotta buy you dinner Or, oh, you think you hot stuff, huh? Because you got all them degrees. And it's so offensive and it's so unnecessary because so often those same Black men want us to nurture and heal them. They want us to love and care for them sometimes they want us to protect them and all the things that they're going through. They want us to be their, their everything. And it's not to say that that's wrong, but where are y'all when we need y'all? Where are y'all when we need healing and we need nurturing and we need love and we need to be cared for and protected? Where are y'all when we're at, the, at our lowest point? Very seldom... Do we ever see black men uplift black women the same way that black women uplift black men? We're at marches for them. We're advocating for them. We're in the front lines for them constantly. But it's never truly reciprocated. In fact, a lot of times when black men see black women binding together to uplift themselves, they think we're trying to destroy the foundation of black manhood. Like, in some type of way, we are organizing against them. It's much like how white people feel when all the black kids sit at the lunch table together. Oh, what they talk them they got to be organized and they have to be they have to be doing something as if our entire existence is to destroy them, even though never mind, I won't even go there. <laughs> just I was I was I wasn't even hurt by the black man flying off the handle because it was evident to me that he was hurt by a black woman before it was evident to me that he may have an issue with his own blackness because the way he tried to rattle off his resume let me know that he needed validation from either us or or his white counterparts. He needed someone to to tell him or to make him feel like he was in the right. That was evident to me. The minute he said I went to Cornell, no one no one asked you that. No one really cared about where you went. That's cute, I guess. Like, <laughs> all right. I wasn't even bothered by him as much as I was the black man that stood next to us and and said and did absolutely nothing. And I'm pissed and I'm hurt and I'm disappointed because this is not the first time this has happened to a black woman and it won't be the last time. And I'm completely fed up that black men continue to want us to bear the burden of their blackness When we have our own burden of black womanhood that we have to bear. They want us to continue to fight with them on the front lines. They don't even necessarily want us to fight for them. They want us to fight with them on the front lines. But when we need that same support, it is not offered. They want us to break up their fights. But when one of their own is fighting us, they're nowhere to be found. This experience is completely foreign to me because normally when I'm hanging out, even when I'm just with girlfriends, there's one of my guy friends is always present. There's always a black man that is around me when I'm going to certain functions. But this time, it it wasn't the case. And I don't think I have ever felt as unprotected or as threatened in my life than when this black man had the audacity to approach us about his white girlfriend. Because for some reason, our black girl joy made her uncomfortable. Because for some reason, she had to stare and gaze. And us mentioning the fact that she was looking at us ruffled her black boyfriend's feathers. Not only that, but the black man next to us did and said absolutely nothing. I am incredibly disappointed. And I know that this is not, again, the first and it won't be the last time for many women. This isn't all black men, though. There are black men I know would have stood up. There are black men I know would have intervened. There are black men I know would have stepped up and probably slapped a man. (laughs) I know that there are good black men out there. I know that this is not, this may not be every black man. I get that. And I love my black men. But what I do not like (laughs) is the black men that put white fragility Or white validation over blackness. Because at the end of the day, no matter who you dated, sir, you are still a black man. And I am so sorry that your experience with black women or your own blackness was not enough for you to feel confident or validated in yourself that you had to pursue it through some other means. I am so sorry that your utter disdain for your blackness has caused you to speak to your own black sisters that way. I am so absolutely sorry that your blackness is not enough for you and i'm worried that when you have a black daughter she will feel the burden of your hatred for her it breaks my heart to see you this upset at being black and to the man that stood there by, stood there idly Watching the stuff that he said to us, watching how he disrespected us for absolutely no reason. I'm sorry for you as well. I'm sorry that you are not man enough to stand up for what is right no matter what environment you're in. I'm sorry that you felt that another black woman being disrespected was none of your business. I'm sorry that you too may need the validation from your white counterparts. So you did not want to step in a situation that you could have possibly made better. That you didn't feel that it was necessary enough for you to protect your black sisters. I'm sorry That you too don't understand the importance of us as black people sticking together no matter what the situation. I'm sorry that you decided to watch instead of intervening. And to all the black men, I am sorry that you constantly want us to continue to pour ourselves out to you without offering a thing to us. You hurt us, you disrespect us, you make us feel worthless. Yet and still, you want us to love you and nurture you and protect you and provide for you. Get on our hands and knees for you, do everything for you. You want us to do everything for you. But when it comes down to the wire, you are nowhere to be found for us. I am so sorry that you are so selfish and choose not to love and nurture and protect and care for and provide for us in the ways that you demand us for you. I will say this one thing. Again, this isn't for all black men. You know who you are if you are a stellar black man putting on for black women, loving and caring and perfecting and, and healing and and everything for us. You know, you know who you are when you are there for us in the wire. So you already know that I'm not even talking to you, but to the ones that are not, to the ones that could care less, to the ones who, who just refuse to accept their blackness, to the ones who hate their blackness, to the ones who hate black women, who despise having to have black children, To the the ones who just don't even care about our existence. To the ones who don't care about our existence until they need us. Because y'all will always need us. I want to say this one thing. If you want us to continue to protect and love and heal and nurture you, it's time you start doing the same damn thing for us.